This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. I'm Tony Tolado, and join me on this interesting journey about finding out who we are through sci-fi. Hi, welcome to Trek Tuesday to preview an exclusive episode available on my premium podcast, Sci-Fi Talk Plus. This is a two-part special combining the interviews from the roundtables I participated in for Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 2. This is just an excerpt of the special exclusive series, but here's the fun part. You can subscribe to the podcast, that's Sci-Fi Talk Plus, for a lifetime, but only for a lim- for a lifetime just in this limited time period. Just in this limited time, just in this limited time period. If you subscribe now, you'll get a link to subscribe for a lifetime of podcasts, uncut, uncensored, and no commercial breaks. But unlike those, this does require a commercial break, and we'll be right back after hours. So here is part of the special part one on Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 2. And here is Anson Mount and myself. What's it like to develop the relationship between Pike and Number One? I mean, we just in the cage; it was very, very limited. But it's been cool to see all these different elements. Is it the writers, or are you both putting things into it as well? Both. I think uh, the dialogue is pretty much what we're given on the page, but it's really the performances. I think are are they gain a real specificity from uh, the friendship that Rebecca and I have built on and off the screen. We have, you know, we're pretty much the same age. We have pretty much the same sense of humor and we have the same sensibility about the relationship of these two characters. We believe that they, they've been great friends all the way back to the Academy days and just sort of that, you know, those little conversations you can have in fleshing out the relationship, um, they can have a tremendous effect on the realization of the material. I chatted with Paul Wesley and Ethan Peck about their Kirk and Spock. Paul, what's it like? I mean, you and Ethan can jump in too. There's obviously sort of rules in playing these guys, even though they're kind of early in their development. And then there's the script. And then there's you as actors. So how do you balance all of that? Not easily. Um, I mean, Ethan has been doing this much longer than I have. Um, in terms of playing iconic characters, you know, you can almost answer this better than I can because you've had much more experience. Um, do you want to take Yes, that? Yes, sure. I mean, Paul and I actually uh, got to meet up and, and grab a, a meal together before he started filming when uh, after he was cast. And it was really wonderful to be able to share what I had learned about my onboarding to the world of Star Trek and to this iconic character of Spock. Yeah, it's just, it's, there are rules. You're, you're absolutely right that were established by, you know, respectively Leonard Nimoy for myself and, and William Shatner for Paul. And uh, I think it's just, it's a very delicate dance that you have with these characters that, that already exist. And so for me personally, I really did my best to internalize Leonard Nimoy's um, creation, right? Spock is his creation. Uh, once that kind of felt alive in me to l- to let go and and just be, and I think Paul was really tasked with a, with a great challenge because he's got to jump in after we've been filming, 
you know, for, you know, six months and we've already spent all this time with these characters and they, they really asked the impossible of him. And I think he did an amazing job. And uh, I think fans will be really excited to see him in season two. And he really, he really gets to explore Kirk as we, as we want to know him as a sort of like playful, charming, uh, dangerous guy. It's like something familiar yet different, but it all works out. I recognize these guys. Yeah, that's the idea. Melissa Navaya told me about her scene in Among the Lotus Eaters episode. Melissa, first, and then Celia, you both have had emotional scenes this year uh, in season two. So talk about playing those. We don't see those from your characters often. So, man, they were fantastic scenes, too. Talk about playing those. One of the... Uh the things that were that became so established for Tatus in season one is that she's very confident and she's uh, wonderfully cocky because she is very good at what she does and she knows it. And so that's a that's a an aspect of her that people really gravitate toward. But I think often when we see it, we gravitate toward it because we don't necessarily see it in ourselves. Um, and I can speak for myself personally as an actor. And so in season two, when we get this moment and and a few moments where we see her not feeling her best and not feeling capable. And um, especially in, in one episode where she really has to remember what it is that she does so well and that only she can do. And um, I remember speaking to our writers and speaking to, um, to Davey uh, in particular. And he said that, you know, part of what, kind of inspired that was also what what he knew was going on um, in my life and Melissa's life. And it was so interesting because as I was shooting it, it was, um, incredibly emotional and um a bit terrifying um and so you're pulling from what you know from your own life and you're also then pulling from from your character's life and uh and it was it was absolutely wild and it was you know the our crew and our cast are so supportive and wonderful and i was really able to to take ortegas to a place that i haven't before and in doing so i was also taking myself um to a place that that asked a lot of me on set emotionally and also having to 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 um to pull that back um but what you see is 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 what i really hope fans take out of it is that they see themselves in ortegas in that moment and how many of us you know feel like when we least feel like we can do something it turns out that we are the best person in that moment to do it but it, but it's easier said than done right and so you you kind of see ortegas going through the motions of how do i get from i can't do this to i am the only one who can do this and that was a lot was asked of of all of us um to put that together and a lot was asked of me and um i feel really good about what we what we created and i am so thankful to the writers for giving uh, me and ortegas an opportunity to bring that to the screen rebecca romaine on her life background helping her to play una chin riley i feel like i've been drawn to these characters that have things that they've been hiding, uh, things that they may be shameful about um, and make a decision to stop hiding and to start living authentically. I would say from a personal standpoint, the only thing I can really draw from, and I, I literally had a couple lines of dialogue as Una in episode two that I, that I said as mystique in the X-Men franchise. I mean, like literally word for word, there are a couple things that were the same. Um, and there, there are some similarities between those characters. I, I would say for, as far as Una is concerned, um, I'm a first generation American. Uh, my father's an immigrant. Uh, my husband's also first generation American. His father's an immigrant. Um, I'm a first generation actress. I didn't have anybody holding my hand to get into this, this, um, this industry. I didn't come from money. I really, I came from a pretty humble background 
background and I say just figuring it out and pulling myself up and, and pounding pavement, as they say, um, was just this, it was, it was a real struggle. I mean, it was a struggle just to find success and uh, come from, you know, sort of meager beginnings and figure, figure out this, this world that I now live in. But that's the only thing I can draw a, a comparison to is I would say the story of a lot of a lot of the Star Trek characters are immigrant stories. And I relate to that. My my mother was a, a linguist and um, she taught English as a second language to immigrants and refugees and was a big supporter of of immigration reform. And she really raised me to be appreciative of of our country and the fact that this is a, a country based on immigrants and Im- immigrant stories. And um, and I relate to that. There's more in just a moment. Here's Paul Wesley on finding his James G. Kirk. Yeah, I actually saw Shatner last week at an at an event, um, interestingly enough. But yeah, very much so. I uh, I asked that question going in. I said, guys, you want me to, you know, how, how much of an imitation slash, you know, and they said, please just do your own thing, you know. And I think um, what you just said is the most important aspect, which is we he's not the Kirk we know yet. Um, he's still figuring it out. He's not this, you know, sure-footed captain. He's a lieutenant. He's still kind of this boy, and he's like kind of still figuring out his place. And um, I think that if I have the honor of continuing to play this character, I would like to slowly develop some of those characteristics that uh, that we sort of uh, know so so well. Uh, it's a big part of TV history. And to close us off, are Melissa Navaya and Celia Rose Gooding on Star Trek's appeal. I would say the beautiful thing about Trek is that uh, it's found a way to tell very specific stories, but have sort of a uh, a theme that can reach globally, and 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 everyone can can take something away from an episode of Trek at any given moment. Uh, but I would say the the current theme of hope is something that everyone can look forward to. And I think that's why sci-fi is so interesting, but I also think that's why Trek specifically is so interesting because uh, uh, often when we hear stories about the future, we hear apocalypse and doomsday and, and just nothing to really look forward to or, or, or to uh, have a reason to believe in humanity and i think trek flips it on its head and says not only is humanity uh uh essential to where we are now it is essential to how we get to a brighter and better more equitable future and uh i think trek's uh, our trek strange new world it it does exactly that it it shares that no one person no matter how incredible you are at your job you still need your community and your community will be behind you to support you when you don't feel as though you can do what you were tasked with doing and will eventually get done but um yeah star trek has an incredible way of telling specific stories but also letting it lend itself to a greater overarching theme of hope and faith and community will be the things that get us to where we want to go yeah, star trek speaks to what is possible you know we have endless dystopian realities that we are constantly watching and uh, i am always in awe because i'm like you know 
when I go home and I want to watch something, I don't always want to watch everything falling apart. Um, and so mm-hmm. people who are just like, you know, well, it's, it's, is it too utopian? I'm like, it isn't though. I'm like, what we're speaking to is a, is a, is a humanity that is possible if we work together. And in order to, to make actual space travel possible, as we're seeing to get back to the moon, to get to Mars, we need to work together. And so we're seeing it happen in real time. And so when people look to Star Trek and they see the hopefulness, um, that in no way is a fiction. That is absolutely possible. And Star Trek continues to speak to that. And I think Strange New Worlds is continuing that legacy um, with our stories and with our adventures and with our, um, you know, defiance of everything is going to fall apart. It doesn't have to fall apart. So that is just part of the special. It's available in full to my subscribers. So you can subscribe and get this special and also specials on the acclaimed Silo featuring full cast interviews with Rebecca Ferguson and Tim Robbins. Plus, there's also special early release episodes and special programs all for free for a lifetime subscription. But this offer is limited. You can subscribe on the link in my show notes. And this is Trek Tuesday. I'm Tony Tolado. Until next time.